0: would be not home after school and I'd go into my mom's closet and I was like, ooh, present. And I had this little X-Acto knife and so I'd take it and I would do this with the tape. I'd shimmy it out. I'd look, all right, put it back in, put another piece of tape. I knew my Christmas and birthday presents because my birthday is three days before Christmas every single year for years and then I'd be surprised, pretend I was surprised and go, ooh, I knew them all. All the time. And then now I've told my mom and she hates me for it, but that's okay. (laughs) But this, okay, and so as an adult, my husband knows I still hate surprises. And usually, usually, if there's something that's going to be a surprise in our house, where is she? She tells me. She's like, Mom, this is what Dad got you. So there's still never surprises, because she tells me, right? Okay, she gives it away all the time. However, they did get me. They did get me. This Mother's Day, David was like, what are we doing this past Saturday? I was like, I don't know why. He's like, well, something has to be delivered. And what I asked for for Mother's Day was a Lego bouquet because I wanted to put the Legos together and put it in my office. So I was like, maybe it's the Lego bouquet. And I came home and it was this, uh, I should have taken a picture. I have a picture. But it is a, like a square. Out of wood it's eight feet by 12 feet and it's raised you open the door and it's raised flower or like vegetable beds in here and it's enclosed so the deer can't get it i had no idea and what's funny about this gift is i did not expect it but i said where did you find this he goes you tagged me in this guy making them at camp ripley like a year ago and i just was like okay and ordered one, so I got my own gift. So it kind of wasn't a surprise, but they pulled it off. So last week, we discussed the crucifixion, and I'm sorry, fifth grade, you weren't here for that, but we have this whole year gone through the the book of Luke. And so last week, we talked about the cross and how we don't need to carry it, and Jesus basically, he did have a death that was not justified. And so this week, we get to visit the resurrection. And the thing about the resurrection is that the disciples and the ladies who went to his tomb saw the biggest surprise. They, they didn't expect his body to be gone, okay? And so what happened is the two la- or there's more than two. It says Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and James. So we're in the last chapter. You don't need your Bible. Just listen, okay? So the, the ladies go, and they go to the tomb, and the The big stone is rolled away, and they're like, it's empty. And they're scared. It said they were um, frightened. And all of a sudden, whatever you have to say, you can discuss in small group. Okay, great. Um, So then all of a sudden, the two angels appear, and they said, the ladies bowed down to their face because they were scared, and they said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still here that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. At that moment, the ladies get it. So they go back to the 11 disciples and you're like, Amanda, there's 12. You're right. But Judas betrayed Jesus and he took his own life because of what he did. So now there's only 11. However, there was a following of people. So they go back to them, and they're like, ah, they're marveling at what happened. We went back. We saw two angels. He wasn't there, and they don't believe him. Number one, they don't believe him because they're ladies. Number two, they don't believe him because who takes dead people? They, did someone, like, take the, great, or take the body? They had no idea. So... What does Peter say? He goes and looks himself. He then goes, oh my goodness, they were right. And sees the cloth there, which in modern or in um, ancient times, that means that someone did not rob the grave, like rob it. People robbed the grave because they thought people buried people with like expensive things. So if they were gonna take the body, they would take th- leave the body and take the goods or they'd take the whole body, but they left the cloths that he was wrapped in. So then these two men in Luke, he talks about these two men are on a walk and they've left Jerusalem after all these things have happened. And they're walking and this guy comes up and goes, what are you two talking about? And he go, they're like, where have you been? Have you not been in Jerusalem? How would you not hear about this? And he goes on and he says, they're like, there was this man, he was a prophet, he died. They go on telling him and the mystery man starts explaining things about the Bible. The Old Testament scripture, starting with Moses, and he goes on, and as they're approaching this city, he's gonna go, and they're like, no, 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 just stay with us. So he broke bread. Where have we heard that before? And as soon as he broke the bread, it says in verse 31, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished at their sight. They said to each other, did our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? So Jesus is explaining to them, hey, they didn't know it was him until he broke the bread like he did way before he died. That At that moment, he's explaining to them, they didn't get it. They didn't get it at all, what was happening. So these people are like, oh my goodness, Jesus just appeared to us and then disappeared. So they go all the way back to Jerusalem to the disciples and they say, "Uh, I have to tell you what happened. This is what happened. And as they're telling this to their friends, Jesus appears. He appears in the room and he says in verse 38, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And then he says, do you have anything to eat? Which is kind of a strange thing, but Jesus says a lot of strange things. And they give him bread and fish, which shows them that he's not a spirit. So people back in this time, it's, it's not, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's not a thing now, but people would say, oh, I saw a spirit. A spirit visited me. By showing that he was eating food and they could touch him, he wasn't just a spirit. He was, his body was raised from the dead. And then he goes on and says, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, we've heard that twice now, and said to them, it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power on high. Jesus' own disciples were his first skeptics. He actually, they actually remind me of this guy at this gas station. So I'm going to the cities, I'm in Maple Grove, and I have to go to the bathroom, so I stop. I walk into the gas station and... There's like, it appears that no one's at the counter, like usually there's someone standing at the counter. But I realize I'm walking in, because I have to go to the bathroom so fast, and he goes, hey, welcome. And, oh, okay, he's sitting down on a chair, he's just sitting there. And I was like, oh, it's a Friday, it must be a slow day. And he's like, yeah, we don't have any gas. Well, that's weird. So I go to the bathroom and I'm thinking about this, I'm like, my husband owns a gas station. If they don't have gas, This is weird, why wouldn't they, like, they must be getting their truck, something. So I go back out, and I'm standing there trying to decide what I'm going to get to drink, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have gas? He's like, yeah, it's been three days. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I I don't really understand. Like, we don't have gas. And so, yeah, here I sit, and I'm starting to look around, and, like, all these shelves are empty. And I pick something out to drink, and I go, okay, I go, dude, you don't have gas because you're going out of business. And he goes, what, what do you mean? And I go, look at your shelves, they're empty. You don't have gas because whoever owns your business is clearly not, doesn't have the money and they're going out of business. And he goes, it's really interesting you say that because like when I started a month ago there was this microwave, that's gone. And and then the fridge, that's gone. And like, you know how you go and there's like a counter of like fast food, like hot food, that whole thing, gone. Like it's all empty and I was like, dude, You better find a new job. (laughs) He goes, oh, I have another job. It's all good. But I think you're right. uh, The place is going out of business. (laughs) These people, the disciples, remind me of this guy. They don't get it. They're so close to it that they miss all the signs. And so they literally need Jesus to show him, to show them the scriptures. Because they can't put the pieces together. They almost missed the whole big picture. Jesus rose from the grave and conquered death. It shows that he has the power. The proof of his resurrection shows us that we can keep, God keeps his promises. He said he was going to do this in the beginning of Scripture, and he has fulfilled it. Promises done. And the written word also shines light on our faith. Only Jesus can open people's eyes and soften their hearts to understanding. We need the help of the scripture to understand God's big story and how we fit in it. If we go to, if we remember to our very first night of this, and you're gonna be like, that was a long time ago, Amanda. But the very first thing we talked about in Luke is what Luke, why Luke was writing it. And he said, I am writing to Theopolis so that we would have certainty in the things that we were taught and the eyewitnesses that testified to it. We've, I've asked you this question over and over. Do you believe Jesus is who he says he is? And then, if you go back to verse 47, Jesus gives us, once we figure out that we believe in him, and the, the disciples are like, oh, it's Jesus, and I get it. He fulfilled the the prophecies. He goes on and he gives them a mission. He says, to preach forgiveness of sins and repentance to all people and to all nations starting in Jerusalem. He gives them a mission. And Jesus, once we believe in him, gives us a mission to tell everyone what has happened so that they can come to faith and they also don't have to carry this backpack of life. And he gives them a promise while they do it. He promises the Holy Spirit. And I feel like we've talked about this a million times and I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. Once you believe in Jesus, the spirit of the living God that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. You can do anything if it aligns with God because he gives you his spirit. So Luke ends, and it's a really weird ending. It's very abrupt. It talks about how Jesus is standing there and the disciples are talking to him, worshiping him, and he is lifted up to the sky and he's gone. They call that the ascension. He's gone and the story ends. And you're like, that's a weird ending. But this is only part one. Luke goes on to write part two in Acts. Acts. And Acts is all about the mission of his people. It's all about the spirit of the living God and what the spirit comes upon them and how do they live this out. And so we are coming to the end of this journey for this year and the end of the journey of Luke. And Luke has shown us who Jesus is, who Jesus is. and we've also talked about many, many times that his kingdom is completely upside down And we are to live upside down in a way of not following the world. We are all characters in God's grand story. When we believe in him, we have a mission to live it out. And he expects us to do that. So I have a song. And you've realized probably throughout this year that music speaks to me. And this isn't your typical song, but it's become my favorite song. And I, after you listen to it, I will come back up and then I will pray for us and we will go to small groups. Can you play my sound?
1: the church called redeeming grace it's like he understood my I don't want to be here face, I didn't bow my head not one single prayer but he just shook my hand, said I'm glad you're here, he says we'll all be judged but he was never judgmental and even though my songs, they don't belong in no hymnal he called me my lyrics slapped me on the back, said man you got a gift, how you write like that yeah I know, it sounds cool right, not your typical kid from Sunday school right I still ain't figured out church yet but crack, I get. So now he can't walk on water. Or turn the but turning out the valley red. But he just might be tight with a man that did. Like he ain't could deal y'all the perks fade fast Dealership said we're gonna need to get that minivan back so we were down on one car and broke as i felt had my wife and six kids and only five seatbelts i needed help Please. but i couldn't admit i was struggling i said craig it's all good but he knew it all wasn't like, hey, man, I'm praying for you would have been sufficient, but not. Nah. He took roadside assistance to a whole nother level. To sacrificial heights, showed up at the ballpark after my son's game. One night in two cars with his wife, Laura, watching from the other. So what in the world are y'all doing here, brother? He just laughed inside that old Chrysler town, a country man. with the keys and the title and a pen in his hands, so, man. All you gotta do is sign on this, y'all. So I said, nah, no way. But he wouldn't take nah for an answer. He said, please do. Somebody did this for me once. Just let me do this for you. We argued about it for a little while. Then I teared up. And Craig smiled. So now he can't walk on water. But turn to Napa Valley red. But it just might be tight. Not your typical kid from Sunday school, right? I still ain't figured out church yet, but Craig, I get. It. So now he can't walk on Turning out. Quickly grateful at the moment, but I signed the dotted line and I drove the kids home. And when a cop pulled up beside us at the light, they didn't have to duck. Cause thanks to Craig, they were all buckled up.
0: So seniors and all of you, as you leave this place, all Craig did was help someone in an unconventional way. Not every one of us can hand over a car and say, here you go. But how can we live? I mean, how many people give away their car? Not very many. But how can we leave this place and be different because of what Jesus did for us? How can we live against culture and shine our lights like Craig did. He didn't judge him. He didn't preach to him. He loved him. And so I ask, as you leave this place and you bump into things, show people that Jesus has changed you and it matters. And show them the love by doing small things. You don't have to give away your car but you can do small things as you leave here and as you encounter people this summer because you have the power, the spirit of the living God lives in you. And so live like that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person in this room, the joy that this place and these people give. Lord, I am so thankful for and I thank you for, for this year and this journey and the ups and downs and the heartaches and all the things, Lord, that there is this community that we can come back together, that we can be together and be here and learn about you and be a community that loves on one and each other and that we can leave this place knowing that if we are struggling, we can call someone who we have met in this place and we are together and you were with us. So Lord, as I pray over these um, students and leaders, Lord, help them to encounter the world in a new, with a new vision. The vision that you are living in them and that you are always with them and love them no matter what you, they say or what they do. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Watch your social media because there will be two events this summer that you can look for.